Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. Hey there, I wanted to pop in really quick and invite you to join me as an extension of this podcast over in the Crush the Rush community. This is a private Facebook community where I go live every Monday and teach and answer questions all about how to build the side hustle of your dreams that does not mean working crazy hours and burnout. And so you can join me live ask questions, dig into topics that matter, and then also join the community. So every week we have guest speakers, we have monthly trainings, and it is all totally free. So I hope that if you love this podcast, you are going to love the community as well and all the amazing side hustlers that have joined us. You do not want to miss out on all these resources. So go to the show notes, grab the link, come jump in, and I can't wait to see you on the inside. You are listening to episode 61 of the Crush the Rush podcast. And in today's episode, I'm chatting with my friend, Anne Nugent. And Anne has created her own Create and Inspire workbook planner while working full-time and running her, her side hustle, which is awesome because it's all the things we love on this podcast. Anne is a lifestyle productivity blogger, YouTuber, and now journal creator. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by the thought of turning your passions into a business, she has been there. So she is sharing how she found mentors in the workplace to help support her journey, as well as how to take your creativity and turn it into your passion project. I can't wait for you guys to hear from Anne and make sure to stay tuned because the link to her amazing journal is found in the show and in the show notes. So let's get started. Hi, Anne. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me on today. You're so welcome. And I have to say, Anne is in Austin, Texas, which is one of my favorite cities. So she'll have to give us a couple of tips of what to do there when we get into our questions. But I'm so excited to have Anne here today because she is a lifestyle and productivity blogger, which if you guys follow me, you know, are some of my passions. But she also works full time and created the Create Inspire Workbook planner. So if you love a good planner, you're going to love this. But I thought it would be amazing for her to share her story of how she got started and how she created her planner and how she's balancing all of the things uh, while working full time. So Anne, why don't we just jump in and tell me a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Anne. I like, like Holly said, I currently live in Austin, Texas. Um, I'm a native Texan born and raised, although I did live on the East Coast and Midwest for a little bit as a child growing up. 
Um, we moved around quite a bit, uh, lived in different areas around Texas. Um, I do have a full-time job working as a business provisioning and fulfillment analyst. I know that's a really long title, but that's that what is a long in. title. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the title that was given when I had applied for the role. Um, I have a tech and software background. I've always had a job working in the tech industry from startup companies to a few Fortune 500 companies, as well as um, Accenture, which is one of the big four consulting firms. Um, and I started my small business in the fall of 2019, but I didn't launch until earlier this year. So I designed a physical workbook planner, like Holly had mentioned, and it goes through the entire calendar year for 2020 through 2021. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can get the Create Inspire Workbook Planner for the entire year for 2021. And also my shop is having a 50% off sale for the rest of the year. So that's another bonus for you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll put the links um, in the show notes. So you mentioned your planner and you also mentioned how you launched it this year while also working full time. And so we wanted to dig in a little bit today about one, sort of your story of how you created your business and your journal, but two, then really finding mentors in the workplace to support you on this journey, because sometimes it's hard um, trying to do something a little bit different um, or sort of going against the grain and creating your own sort of um, entrepreneurial space. So can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was working at a growing startup company, then that's when I had initially came up with the idea to start my passion project, which is the workbook planner. And it wasn't really a random project. I have always wanted to create something that could fit within the mental health and wellness kind of industry, something that would compartmentalize a lot of our daily aspects. Um, and I found that I didn't really find many workbook planners that had health and fitness, finances, or budgeting. Um, so I don't know if you guys can relate, but I'm definitely someone who can oftentimes feel pretty overwhelmed by the day to day, especially now that I have a business and I'm still kind of getting into that role of being a business owner. Um, I wanted to have a physical planner that I could confine in, if you will, to help me stay on track with all of those things that I had mentioned, including the day-to-day to-do list, content planning. And before the design and production began, you know, I asked people for their feedback as well, because that's so important, especially if you are going to be creating some sort of physical product or not even physical, but any kind of product. Um, and I found that a lot of people felt the same way I did with their day-to-day. Um, and then to answer Holly's question, um, how did I find a mentor? You know, I worked for, like I mentioned, a growing startup company. And over time, I had built relationships with numerous people within that startup company. And I found someone that I felt comfortable confiding in my career goals with. And that relationship just continued to build. And eventually I felt comfortable comfortable enough to share my career goals. 
And we bonded over that because he did what I wanted to do. And he had that experience already. So I felt really supported and I felt like he had supported me in the workplace as well. Um, Overall, he was a very humble, genuine person, which made the situation even more approachable for me to ask a lot of questions and kind of pick his brain a little bit. So it's interesting. I didn't intentionally find a mentor. That relationship had just developed over time. And I think mentors are still very underrated in the workplace. I think there's a lot of benefits for employees, such as, you know, employee engagement, employee productivity, especially for someone who may be starting out in their career and maybe have that anxiety or feeling lost, like they don't know what to do. Um, So I think mentors are important in that way. And Eventually, you know, that employee could even pass down that knowledge to someone else when they finally climbed up that ladder in their career. Yeah, I love that. So a couple of nuggets that I want to pull out of that. So one, I think following your passion around combining mental health and finance and business ownership is really amazing. And I also think finding a mentor is so important, but I think the key, and you touched on this, is really finding somebody that's two to three steps ahead of you so that they're not so far removed from like celebrity status that they can't really remember what it was like to be where you're at, but they're far enough ahead where they can offer advice um, and sort of help you through where you are. Um, I talk to my clients a lot about that and finding the right person to support them. But when it came to finding a mentor at work, did you share with your mentor sort of your um, passion project outside of work? Because I think a lot of times when people ask like, well, how do you balance having your own business and working full time? Some people will completely hide that they have like a side business. Mm -hmm. And then some people are very open about it. So how did you handle that? Yeah, I actually told him I was very open and open about it. I told him that I was working on a passion project at the time. Um, There were certain details that I didn't feel entirely comfortable sharing, like the fact that I wanted to turn my passion project into a business. Um, I do think there are certain boundaries that you kind of need to find for yourself and ask yourself what you're comfortable sharing with other people, especially if you do have a full-time job. There's a lot of stigma, a lot of, there can be a lot of judgment also. So I told him that um, I was working on a passion project and he supported me through that 100%. He agreed that everyone should have something that they look forward to, whether that's a hobby or something that they look forward to doing at the end of the work week. Because as you know, life is just constantly busy. So finding those small joys really does make a huge difference. And um, that was something that I was comfortable sharing with him at the time. Um, The reason why I didn't share that I wanted to turn it into a business was I even though we had a close relationship, it was, I considered more of a professional relationship and I didn't want to share all of the details. And I also found that it wasn't completely necessary to, you know, if he asked how my passion project was going, I would just give him really um, vague answers like, oh, it's going good. Like, you know, I'm just working on this every day after work or so and so. But I don't think, you know, in that specific scenario that I was in, um, they didn't need to know the full details, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I love so that. And I think, yeah, I think you could totally lean on um, colleagues and mentors at work without sort of being like, I want to quit my full-time job. <laughs> you could still yeah. share what you're working on. Um, maybe that's your goal. Maybe that's not your goal. Um, are there any sort of traits that you found in your mentor that were beneficial to help you um, that you might look for in other mentors as you're trying to find maybe somebody to support you in a different area? Yeah. So with the mentor that I had at my startup company at the time, um, something that I felt really comfortable, you know, asking him questions was that I saw that he was also reciprocating that behavior like he wanted to genuinely help support me. So for example, um, because I was trying to go for the specific role at work that he had experience in, he would share um, case studies with me at, at work and we would go over them together and you know schedule a one-on-one meeting and set aside some time to go over those case studies. And um, that was something that I looked forward to a lot um, at work at the time. Um, also, he was just a very humble person. He, he, you know, he wasn't like, oh, I have all this experience. Um, you know, I'm better than you in that way. He genuinely wanted to help um, um, support me the best way that he could or, or knew how to. Um, so with all those traits, you know, with him being humble and me seeing that he's also reciprocating that support, I I could tell that it was a genuine um, work relationship. And overall, it made everything very approachable for me to ask him questions about his experiences, about his past and previous work history. And just just scheduling like one-on-one meetings really does help build that personal connection too. Yeah, I was just going to say, so I wrote down a couple of things, but what you shared in terms of positive um, mentor traits are also what I think are positive traits in just growing your business in general. And that is one, be yourself. So be genuine and your intention should be to help people as much as possible. Um, But two, a lot of times like sending over examples or getting into sort of the business terms of like freebies and like how can you genuinely help somebody is what's going to grow your business. And so I think that's awesome. Um, And then obviously always having a real conversation (laughs) instead of Mm -hmm. text message or an email always helps um, as well. So I wanted to shift topics just a little bit and talk about your journal, because I think one of the reasons your journal has been so successful is you had such a great um, sort of mentor and sort of routine getting into establishing um, a business while obviously still working. So how did you take this idea or your passion project and create a physical product? Yeah, so, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people have many different passions, but I really had to do some internal searching within myself to ask, what is it that, you know, I look forward to doing when it's not working? When I associate my mind with work, it's something that I just don't really look forward to. But I ask questions like, what are my passions? And that is to help people and to help other people search for their self-identities or their purpose. And I know all of that kind of sounds like, woo, like purpose, like how do you find your purpose? (laughs) 
Um, it's not like a one answer thing, but um, sorry, Holly. I just lost. No, that. you're fine. No, it's totally fine. So what was let's the question backtrack. again? <laughs> yeah, so let's backtrack. So I think what we were saying is it's really important um, to take the time to brainstorm, right? To take the time to sort of find your purpose and understand what, what brings you joy. Um, so once you understood like, okay, I want to, I want to help people. I want to really help them dial into what their, their focus is. How did you, how did you take that next step to actually create the journal? Yeah. So it really had to do with thinking about my personal experience. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I am someone who often feels overwhelmed with the day-to-day, with everything going on. So I wanted to create something that other people could relate to um, and confide in so that they kind of have a safe place. And I've always used planners and journals. I think that journaling can be very therapeutic and in the way that you're not looking at a screen, right? Because I feel like we're constantly looking at our screens, our phones, our laptops, TV, whatever it could be. And I knew I just wanted to create like a physical product um, that people can carry with them to work, to meetings, to interviews, just to class, wherever. And um, writing is is obviously, you know, a way to self-reflect on your day-to-day as well. I think it's important to write out your weeks and then you have something to look back on when what you've accomplished for that week so that you can celebrate the small wins because sometimes when life gets busy we're we're too busy thinking about tomorrow or you know at the pace the world is moving at I think it's important to slow down and reflect and that's I love something that, that I so did you do. know anything about creating a journal or is that all research that you had to figure out yeah, it was, I literally just Googled everything. I, <laughs> <laughs> without Google, I don't think this could have happened. So I do not have a marketing or a design background. Um, like I mentioned, I've always had a role in, in some sort of tech or software industry. So I did reach out to friends who were graphic designers and I was able to get their feedback. So that's something that I would recommend if, you are looking to design your own product, um, definitely reach out to people who are an ex or who have more of an expertise in that field and definitely pick their brain and get feedback. Um, in terms of designing the actual workbook, I just use tools like Canva and Adobe Suite products to just design the, the, the graphics and the logo. And then um, from that, that process took between five to six months to finalize everything. And then I just found a manufacturer and I worked with the production team and they just printed out the workbooks. You make it sound so easy. And I'm sure there's like a million things that happen <laughs> in between, um, which kind of leads to my next question was how, when you're starting a side hustle or maybe you're starting your passion project, how do you keep the creativity going? Um, so we, you know, we talked about having a mentor and having that support system. And then we talked about creating and following through with your passion. How do you keep the creativity going when your schedule is pretty packed? 
Yeah. So the way I like to think about creativity is you can't really force it. If you like with most things, if you force it, it might not come to you as easily. So my tips for anyone who's looking to start a side hustle is definitely reach out to people, see if they're open to doing collaborations. And from there, you can definitely learn a lot from one another. Like someone could be doing something that you haven't thought about before, and that that could be called innovation. So really collaborating with other creative people, um, and they don't necessarily have to be creative. They can have a certain background or skill set that you could utilize later down in the road. But my point is um, collaboration is a great way to kind of get more into that creativity flow. And also there are so many free tools out there like Canva, although I use a premium, um, Canva is free to sign up for. So you can just go right in and design as many graphics as you want for your business or for your Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. Um, Adobe Suite products are something that I've started to use since designing my workbook planners. And um, there is a little bit of a learning curve with Adobe, but overall, I think it's an amazing tool that you can use um, to get as creative as you want. And also just having a routine, um, I think can be great for building that muscle memory. But I also think that sometimes breaking away from your routine can be really nice and refreshing for you to reflect back on the things that you want to create later down in the road, if you're having sort of that mental block. And then um, I also like to have something to look forward to at the end of the work week or the work day, Um, whether that's treating yourself to a dessert or going on a dinner date with a friend or a significant other little things like that can make a huge difference and I know that that seems like very basic but sometimes people need a reminder because we can be stuck in that work mode all day and it never ends so um and the last thing I want to mention for you know creativity is reading has always been a great source for me um to kind of grab more inspiration Um, Reading other people's bios and experiences really makes me appreciate the good side of humanity. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. There are so many good nuggets there, but I I would have to comment on one. And that is, I feel like personally, I'm such a routine person that sometimes my routine is what hurts me. And you're probably like, wait, what? Um, So my routine is really what helps me follow through on things. But sometimes you do have to have that break where you're just like, for me, it's going outside like for a run or something and like turning my phone off and having that like quiet. And that's where I'm typically the most creative is because my brain has a second to like think through things. Whereas if I'm like, going to sit down and be like, okay, I have to do these five things. And one of them's like writing in the middle of the day at three o'clock. Like it's probably not the best time um, for me to do that. So those are awesome tips. Anything else you want to share about sort of balancing your passion with work and, and trying to fit it in? These are some really great tips. Yeah, I would say in the beginning, you know, it, it can definitely feel overwhelming, but and I, I'm pretty sure most people hear this all the time. And I know you talk a lot about it, Holly, but I truly believe that having a system in place that works for you, um, not against you, is really important to kind of find. Um, because, you know, in the beginning when it is overwhelming, it, it, 
your, your mind can go in so many different places. You can change your mind. Um, things might not work out as you had initially planned it to be. So writing things down and something that I've, I've also wanted to mention that I kind of forgot was if you do feel overwhelmed, um, whether you're starting a business for the first time or you're interested in creating a product is doing something um, called the top three. So before I did this method, I would assign myself literally like six to 10 tasks a day and I would burn out. I really would burn out at the end of the day and I would get frustrated because I didn't complete everything on my list. So by narrowing it down to only top three things that you want to focus on has been really great because one, you can have better quality work by assigning yourself less tasks to do. Um, Because if you assign yourself like 10 tasks, your mind is probably going to be like, my goal is to accomplish this and rush through everything as soon as I can so that I can have that sense of accomplishment. But maybe asking yourself, are you doing quality work? Um, and if you're not, then maybe think about narrowing it down to top three. Yeah, I love that. I think um, quantity versus quality is so, um, so helpful and it applies to so many different things. Um, but I love that. So as we wrap up, there's always three questions that I always ask at the end and I'm super excited to hear your answers. But the first one is, what is your current morning routine? <laughs> yes. So I work, I wake up at um, 8 a.m. every morning. I start my work day at 9 a.m. So my morning routine looks like I get up, splash cold water on my face, do my skincare, put on SPF, um, make a tea or a coffee to just kind of get my energy levels up a little bit. Um, I like to write down my goals for the day. Um, step outside and just kind of think about that day and how I choose to feel. Um, Sometimes I'll wake up feeling anxious or overwhelmed. So writing has been a really great source for me to release all of that anxiety and all of that tension. Um, And it kind of sets the tone for the day as well. So if you wake up, um, you know, asking yourself how you choose to feel for that day, it can really help um, kind of kind of a mindset thing. Yeah, I um, love that. That's such a great question. I do that as well. Like I wake up and I'm not necessarily jumping out of bed, but I always repeat like today is going to be a great day. And it sounds silly, but I have to like focus on like just positive energy to get going. Um, what do you think is the one thing that has helped you the most on your journey so far? The one thing that has helped me So I mentioned doing the top three. I think that has literally changed the game for me. I was on my calendar. I was having like 10 things on my to-do list. So that has definitely been something. It's not a resource necessarily, but a method that has helped me complete the things that I want to do for the week or the day. Um, But also as cliche as this sounds, um, and sometimes I think people need a reminder, just surrounding yourself with people who are genuinely interested in supporting you, your goals. Um, but there's also that mutual effort as well is important. And just learning how to build healthy relationships. Um, being a business owner, 
you know, can feel lonely sometimes. You're managing everything by yourself. And sometimes it can feel like you're carrying a lot of weight on your shoulders. If you, like we talked about earlier, if you don't find a system that works for you. So um, just surrounding yourself with, with people who remind you of, of what's, what's important and people who support you. Um, so I would say to answer your question, people have been really um, helping I love that. me. Yeah. That's very um, true to yourself that you're saying that because our whole topic was mentors. So that shows how important um, having the right people around you is. Um, the last one is if you could have one superpower, what would it be? If I could have one superpower, whew, I feel like people always say like the common things like invisible or reading people's minds. I would not want to read anyone's mind. Yeah, I don't think I would want that either. <laughs> that would turn out I, bad. I would say the ability, ooh, Holly, this is one that I, I didn't really think about, to be honest. That's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, want me to, I can tell you what the most popular one is. Yeah. So the most popular one so far has been to teleport, but I think it's because no one's traveling like pretty oh. much. And so if you could just go anywhere um, without having to spend the time to actually get there. So yeah. Then that's been pretty popular. I don't know if I would choose that one. That seems pretty cool, but I would probably say the ability to heal. Oh, I don't that's know. That's really good one. No, no one said that <laughs> one so far. See, it could, it's good to talk through things. Yeah, we but, just proved our process. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, all these terms that are I feel like are being made up, like cancel culture. I think those are just a little bit. I want to say toxic, mm-hmm. and and I feel like it's not really healing the person like you know if you're on the opposite side of the person whatever getting canceled or whatever (laughs) yeah so I would say the ability to heal um people from their trauma maybe I love that that's a great way to end so as we wrap up I love your story I think the planner is amazing I will put the link to the planner in the journal um which is actually all in one which makes it even more cool um, in the show notes, but tell the listeners sort of where they can find you and what you're up to these days. Yeah, you guys can find me on my website. It's www.createinspire.co. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm I'm still trying very hard to be as consistent as I can on there. <laughs> Um, but I'm pretty active most of the time on Instagram. Um, and I also have a business Facebook page, so it's just at create inspire co. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us and very inspiring today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the crush the rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 